I'm going to be sharing God's word with you guys. If you guys don't mind opening up to Luke chapter 15, please just follow along with your um, Bible or Bible app. And I feel like introducing myself again. Is that okay or no? Yes. So I'm Len Joe. I'll be sharing God's word with you guys today. Let's go. So here we go. So Luke 15, uh, verse 11. And And he also said, a man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the state that have coming to me. So he distributed the states to them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country where he squandered his assets, state, foolish living. After he had spent everything, a severe famine striked the country and he had nothing. Then he, then he went to work for one of the citizens of that country who sent him to, to his field to feed pigs. He longed to eat his fill from the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one would give him anything. When he came to his sense, he said, How many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food? And here I am dying of hunger. I'll get up. And go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven in your sight. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired workers. So he got up and went to his father. But while the son was still a long ways off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and threw his arm around his neck and kissed him. The son said to, to him, Father, I have sinned against you in heaven, in your sight. I'm no longer with thee to be called your son. But the father told his servant, Quickly bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the, bring the fattened calf and slaughter it. Not, and let's celebrate with feast. Because the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began celebrate, celebrating. So uh, Jesus was speaking in parables here. Uh, it seems like Jesus talks in parables and really, uh, you know, and, and, and I think in the, in, 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 in the most of his speaking, he speaks with parables because I think in some situations he wants to explain difficult things that people don't understand. Uh, parables are uh, what he uses. Uh, maybe it's just people like me that don't, they don't understand things right away. So he uses examples. So this is basically didn't happen, but it's a story, it's illustration that Jesus is using. So the, to explain the situation that I just read, uh, we see the father and, uh, the father and younger, uh, older son and younger son live in normal life. Um, suddenly the younger son says, I want to be separated. So I want the, uh, the share wealth that he has come in his way. So the father basically says, okay. And then he separates the, 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 uh, the estate or asset of all the wealth, the wealth between the older and the younger son without any question. 
Now, to give you guys maybe a background information too, in Middle Eastern culture at that particular time, it's, it's, it's not normal to ask for your father's inheritance before uh, your, or your dad passes away. So it's a, it's, a, it's a really bizarre situation that the father has to face. I don't think it's only in Middle Eastern culture. I think we, even this culture, we don't, you don't ask for your father's uh, assets before your father passes away. It's basically, it's basically wishing your dad, you know, dead. So it's, it's a horrible situation. Uh, and, 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 the bizarre, and the amazing thing is that the father didn't even ask him, Hey, where are you going? What happened? Uh, what did I do wrong? Uh, so he, give, he gives him everything that he wants. He separates the, the, the wealth between the older and the younger son. And we see the guy, you know, the, oh, the younger son taking off. Uh, the point here may be, uh, God gives us a choice of doing whatever we want in our life. Let's talk about free will, right? We have a freedom of uh, uh, turning away from God to pursue our own perverse desires. You know, that's our choice. But it's a bad choice, as we can see. Uh, you know, soon. So, not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had, traveled to a distant country, uh, wasted all his uh, wealth in, in the foolish living. And after he spent everything, a severe feminist strike the country, he had moved in. He had nothing. So he went to work for a citizen of that country that sent him to uh, feed pigs. Uh, he also wanted to eat the pads that the pigs were eating, but no one would give him anything. So when he came to his sense, he said, how many of my father's hired worker have more than enough food and here I am dying of hang- hang- hunger. So uh, God also wants us to come to our senses and repent from our sins. He wants us to examine the situation that we're in. And see if it feels right. That's basically what coming, coming to our senses. So it's, okay, how are we carrying ourselves? I don't want to carry myself too much. But that's, that's the point there too. So he says, after he felt that, he said, I'll get up and go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against you in heaven. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of you hard worker, he said. So here's the point. We are all dead because of our sins. Uh, uh, verse 24 can indicate that. Because this son of mine was dead and is alive again. So death in this, ba- uh, this, death in this case basically means separation from God. You're not, bas- you're not dead dead. you know, But spiritually dead. Uh, because of our sin. We are separated from God. That's what it is. You know, you can't, you can't be sinning and living the way you want to, uh, saying that you have a part with God. So, God wants us to come back from bad decisions that we make. At this point, we see him humbling, having humble heart. And however, when he says, make me like one of your hired worker." Workers, I think he might have made a mistake there. Because he wants to work, work his way up. And he wants to show his father by doing. So that he can gain respect 
the love and approval from his father. He wants to work his way up because he knows he messed up. But the father doesn't really care about his work. He didn't even pay attention to the suggestion that he had. The father did not care about that part. He was happy that his son is alive in return. So we as a Christians also have our own uh, practical things that we can, you know, we get caught up with. Like coming to church Sundays, fasting or praying, um, uh, trying our best not to sin. And when we do not meet that expectation, then we cry out to God. God knows we cannot meet, meet the expectation that he has for us. That's impossible. I mean, we can use a you know, famous, uh, famous story in Adam and Eve. Expectation was, hey, to not eat that from that fruit, right? And they end, up, they end up doing it. You know, we see so many things happening. Same story happening over and over again in the Bible. So there's no way you and I are going to meet God's expectation for us. So, you also know that your sins are so big, so bad, that you cannot pay for it. You cannot work for it. You cannot work your way up to Christ. That's why Jesus died for us. That's why Jesus died on the cross. If it's not for that reason, then there's no point in this. If you and I can work our way up to our own salvation, there's no point of the cross. I think it's really important for us to understand what we do. Does it really determine your relationship with God? The son wants it to work his way up. To gain his father's approval. But Romans 6 chapter 23 says. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. The key word is a gift. It's a gift that is given to you. You don't work and gain it. You cannot work for your salvation. I cannot work for my salvation. It's a gift that's been given to us for free. God knows that we're not going to work for our salvation. That's impossible. Uh, when I used to live in Ethiopia, you know, 11, 12 years old, uh, we are farmers, not farmers like we have here. Well, basically the same thing, but with the way advanced technologies. So if I was 12 years old living back home and I see the technologies that you guys have here, I'll probably think you guys are aliens. Yeah, you know, well, there's some tractors, but like the weak ones, you know, we don't really have, but I didn't, we didn't have it. There's some people that had it, but you know, but the point is that to gain my father's approval, the love and respect and belonging in the family, I have to work hard with my hands. So imagine everything that you guys do here. I know we have farmers in the house. I could be wrong. Maybe not. Uh, We do everything by our hands. 
So we work so hard to gain God's, to, my father's approval, to, to feel the belonging, right? You have to work hard. So the reason I'm telling you is this, that, you know, I see myself shifting the mindset to my faith also. I got it. I'm going to go to church Sunday. I'm going to pray. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to try my best not to sin. And I can, be, I can see myself sometimes, you know, I'm not as bad as that guy. Oh, I'm at church. I'm not, I'm not doing anything that, you know, you're doing. So, I'm, therefore, I'm good. But that's not the point. That's not the point. God wants your heart. It's how you carry yourself. So, let's go. So, what does God really want from us? So, no, it's not, it's not about how much you have. It's not how, how you look, how pretty or handsome you look, or what college you're going to. How athletic you are. Or what you have accomplished in your life. That doesn't really matter. Well, not in this, you know, for, for God, right? So what does he want from us? God wants us to have a humble heart. Humbleness and kindness. Becoming nothing. Know that you cannot work for your salvation. There's no way. Like I said, there's no point of the cross then. Knowing and believing that Jesus died for your sin. So no matter what you do tomorrow, you are covered. As long as you repent, as long as you humble yourself, as long as you come to your sense like the son did. Just remembering about the grace, right? You know, Jesus did the hard work for us already. I mean, I don't, I don't, you know... Let me not, okay, let me not say that. We're going to mess up over and over again. Pastor Scott's going to mess up over and over again. I'm going to mess up over and over again. My brother's going to mess up over and over again. Okay, what's the deal? So what's the point? Exactly, the point is to know that you're going to mess up every time. You're not a perfect being, and you are saved by grace, remembering that, and humbly, humbly receiving the gift. And reminding yourself every morning you wake up. Because if you want to take the other route, keep messing up and giving up, I think that's what the Satan wants, and then you're done. So the question is, what kind of messes are we in? What is the things that are separating us from God, guys? Is it porn addiction? Is it jealousy? Is it different addictions? Is it entitlement? Is it, you know, is it our ego? Is it our pride? Is it our looks? Is it what we got? 
Whatever it is, God would help us out of that. You got to make sure you give your heart to God first, though. You got to make sure you humble yourself. God can think of all things that are seem impossible away from you guys. I don't know your life. We all struggle, that's for sure. My struggle probably may be less than you. I don't know. But we all have something going on. We've got to have to humble before God. Because we can't do it alone. We can't, we can't save ourselves. And we can't do it alone. You know, Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 says, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but power and love and self-control. God is not worried how hard you work. Because God already knew that we cannot work for and pay for our sins. Jesus did that already. When we do that, when we come to our sins, God and angels in heaven celebrate just like the Father of the Son preparing to celebrate His return. And verse 22 says, But the father told his servants, Quickly bring out the best robe and put a, put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. No. Why ring? Uh, the ring represents sovereignty and belonging in the family. Back then, I think it still is. Uh, we see a similar performance in Genesis chapter 44, 41, verse 42, when Pharaoh gives the ring to Joseph and clothes him with the fine clothes and placed him. Placed a gold chain around his neck. No, we have a place in God's kingdom. You belong to God. No, you know, our, because of our sin, we are lost. But when we do come back. When we do feel that, the sense that we are lost and we have a God to return to and come to our sense and recognize that, then God is always open just like the Father did. Uh, just a reminder that we, uh, you know, you don't, you don't have to work hard for your sins. Be humble. And you're not God's employee. You are his child. And he wants us to he wants your full heart, not your full hands. Uh, so many of us might possibly may have been separated from God with no, without knowing or not knowing, if that makes any sense. My encouragement for you is to today is to come to your senses like the son did and recognizing what kind of lifestyle are we living? What are we doing? Are you carrying yourself in godly way or your way? Are you separated or not? Or is our ego covering us and like, yep, we're good to go. Yep, I got it. Recognize, realize, or, you know, just what kind of personality we have also. 
Is it God? Is it you know godly? You know godly? Is it like God's personality or is it ours? And know that you are redeemed and made new. Stay blessed.